What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. WXME AM 780 Monticello Holton Presque Isle. Good morning, Aroostook County. This is the Aroostook Watching Radio Show, coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the Conscience of Maine. We are coming to you live on a radio, not just Internet, a real, honest-to-goodness, on-air radio. Transmitter, tubes, tower, antenna, all that good stuff. And we're going to get into a little bit of why you should support that in a couple of minutes. We're on 780 AM out of Monticello, Maine. Superstation WXME, right there in Monticello, Maine. Beautiful little wide spot in the road. If you're ever traveling up through Maine, make sure you go all the way to the top because it's absolutely gorgeous in northern Maine. And that's where we transmit from. We're also around the world on the Internet on TalkShoe, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com, TalkShoe.com. Look for Aroostook Watchman. You'll find us right there. You can access it with the code that gets you right into the website and all that stuff. It's 52956 in the pound sign, 52956. Gets you right in. And when we're doing a live show on Saturday morning, you can call in and be part of it. You can get right in the chat room at the same place, TalkShoe.com. So we're going to jump right into a couple of issues, and one of them is the concept that you need to support real radio. I know, I know, I know, I know, the Internet thing is pretty cool, but we're going to get into why you need to support it. Okay, we're going to start right here. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Constitution in my pocket, or the firearm on my hip. Think about simple stuff, folks. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the Constitution in my pocket, and I am not ashamed, nor will I hide the firearm on my hip. This is a formerly free country. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Let me tell you why. See if I can get back to it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Where did it go? I just found it. I just had it in front of me. Dangerous up. Nope, that's not it. Oh, great. Huh. Where did it go? Okay, here's the deal. We are just about to turn over the last vestiges of our Internet control over to some nebulous, who knows what the heck they are, institution. And what's going to happen, folks? I want you to think about, now I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I finally learned how to use my smartphone, <clears throat> my dumb phone. No, it's me that's dumb, this phone that's smart. And there's this little app on there it's called Simple Radio. Jeez, don't I love that thing. I can go on there and I can get GCN Live 1, 2, 3, or 4 anytime I want, day or night. I can get talk radio 
There's a new one. What the heck is it? TalkStream, I think. TalkStream.com. You can listen to any talk show, talk show you want. But listen to this. Think about this for a second. Will you? If you believe at all that our government is completely out of control, if you believe at all that you're being lied to at all, if you believe that you're being manipulated, if you don't, I want to sell you that some, some shares in that bridge between San Francisco and Honolulu. You need to think about the fact that one of these days, at any time that the powers that be decide to do it, you can lose that Internet, just like it happened in Greece, just like happened in Egypt, just like happens in China. Boink! It's gone! Welcome to Welcome to silence on the internet or simply a picture of the antichrist giving you instructions. What are you going to do? Well, we are very blessed in northern Maine to have a radio station that is privately owned, privately run, and run by, owned by, a gentleman who actually believes in free speech radio. When the Internet goes down, and it will at some point, if, you know, take my word for it, do your own research, Think about this for just a couple of minutes, folks. When crises happen, when the Internet goes down, or when the Internet simply becomes a tool of the propagandist completely, where are you going to get your information? Where are you going to communicate? How are you going to communicate? Well, in northern Maine, we are very blessed... Alan Weiner believes in free speech. Alan Weiner is a bit of a rebel. And WBCQ, WXME, and his shortwave stations are free speech. And we're very blessed to have it. So even if, even if you don't listen right now, even if there's other things you want to listen to, I mean, WBCQ's got great old country music. Well... That's what you like to hear, but who knows? Um, even if I want to mute me, <clears throat> even if that's not what you like, WBCQ, you don't care for the music, that's okay. Advertise on there, do something. WXME is talk radio, and I disagree with some of the stuff that's on there, it doesn't matter. If you have the ability to to um, advertise on there, great, do it. If you want to support our show, some of what we get will give to the station. We need to stay on air. We need to pay for Internet. We need to pay for phones and all this crazy stuff. And we get some support. But we need to make sure that Alan Weiner, WXME, WBCQ and the shortwave stations stay functional. Because one of these days, this wonderful, super-duper smartphone Internet is going to disappear into a black hole, and all you're going to see is a picture of the Antichrist telling you what to do. Wake up, folks. It's important as we turn over, as America turns over, the last of its control on the Internet, that we think about this because it's going to happen. The Department of Commerce is set to hand off the final vestiges of American control over the Internet to international authorities 
In less than two months, officials have confirmed. The department will finalize the transition effective October 1st. Isn't it interesting that a lot of stuff is coming up October and November of this year? Very interesting. Assistant Secretary Lawrence Strickling wrote on Tuesday last, barring what he called any significant impediment, the move means the Internet Assigned Numbers Authority, which is responsible for interpreting numerical addresses on the web to a readable language, will move from U.S. control to the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, a multi-stakeholder body based in L.A. that includes countries such as China and Russia. Wow! Hee-ha! Isn't that great? Critics of the move, most prominently Republican, sort of, kind of, maybe neocon Ted Cruz, have pointed out the agency could be used by totalitarian governments to shut down the web around the globe, either in whole or in part. The proposal will significantly increase the power of foreign governments over the Internet expand ICANN's historical core mission by creating a gateway to content regulation and embolden its leadership to act without any real accountability. Cruz wrote in a letter to Commerce and signed by two fellow Republicans, Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma and Senator Mike Lee of Utah. What do you know? Hmm. In the event, any facilities are relocated to China, what a surprise, senators noted, they could go in the same building as the agency responsible for censoring the country's Internet. Hmm. You need, we need, the Internet's great. It's a tool. Remember, it's a tool. But please think about supporting Local radio in northern Maine, that's WXME. In other places, you figure it out. There are very few radio stations where the owner is local, where the license is owned by the same person that owns the equipment. Think about it. We're going to need this radio station. Also, it would behoove us to expand on our little microtransmitter network because if we can still transmit, no matter what, internet or no internet, we can use this to form a communications network. We're going to need to communicate, folks. We're so accustomed to just picking up the phone, the cell phone, which is a wireless communication, which is essentially Internet. Remember, there's very few homes now that have wires going to them that connect to wires on the street that connect to your mother or uncle's or daughter's phone line. It's all Internet-based. It's all radio frequency-based. It, it all can be shut off at a moment's notice. Please think about that. This is not a... I'm not trying to get you to help me survive financially. I'm trying to make sure that you understand that if the radio stations that depend on advertising to pay their electric bill to pay their operators, to pay their repairs, go away. They're not coming back. If the Internet goes down in two months, a month after the radio station goes off the air, 
They will not come back. It's just the way it is. I'm just asking you, if you're hearing my voice on the radio, support the local radio station. If you're hearing my voice on TalkShoe or Streama.com or what's the other Simple Radio or you're just listening to it on the archives next week, next month, whatever, look for a local radio station that you can support. You don't have to give them thousands of dollars. Just commit to making sure that they know you're there, they know you're listening, and you're buying some advertising. If you're not in a position to buy advertising, send them 20 bucks. Try to help. It may be life or death to you personally at some point. Do you understand that? Oh, my producer, Bob Roy, was there and just hung up. Come back, Bob. Hello, Bob. Where are you, Bob? Anyway, please think about that. It, it, that's, a, that's a pretty long commercial for the radio station, but I just, I just felt that we really needed to talk about that for a minute because it just seems so important right now that we discuss the idea of being able to communicate. It's important. Please pay attention to that. Okay, there's plenty of other stuff. Things are ratcheting up. As we just mentioned here, the, um, this, this Internet Authority, October 1st. Hmm, very interesting. November, there's this big election process going on. Hmm. Between now and then, there are these presidential debates. Boy, that should get interesting. Again, actually, I hope that Gary Johnson actually is involved in this, just the same as I was very glad to see uh, Donald Trump involved in the initial uh, presidential debates in the Republican Party. I'm stunned that he's still there. I'm stunned that the rest of them are all gone. But the dynamics are getting pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Did you... There's a video. I need to find that. See if I can find that real quick here. This is... Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. See if this plays well. This is... President Barry Sertoro after Hurricane Katrina. Hey, Barry, where are you? Come on, play. No, oh, you dumb thing. Not working. Great. Maybe it'll work now. Here we go. It's just not working. Good grief. Good grief. Okay. Well, it doesn't like it. Why won't that work? I don't understand. There it is. No, that's not working either. Okay. Anyway, President Barry Sertoro had an awful lot to say about President Bush flying over Katrina, the ravaged part of Louisiana. But that was in 2005, and now that he's president of the United States, what a nightmare, now he's on the golf course because it would be inconvenient for the president to show up in Louisiana. You know, could mess things up. Just, you know, could, could mess up traffic. Huh, very interesting. The, um, the golfer-in-chief is at Martha's Vineyard having a good time. You got to love it. You got to love it. Anyway, okay, well, that didn't work. Again, I don't have any idea why that's not working. Good night. Okay. Well, let's do a couple of these. Here's an interesting, interesting, to me anyway, 
Institute for Justice. This is a little bit on Maine here before we get into the to the national nightmare. Uh, license to work. I had a conversation with uh, our, our representative Eric Brakey, and uh, he's going to be introducing a bill to reduce some of the uh, occupations that require licenses. Well, that, that's good. That's good. That's a nice concept, except for the fact that why would you need a license to engage in life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? Why would you need a license to do that? The more licensing we have, the less productivity. So here's an interesting thing from the Institute for Justice. Maine highlights 39 out of 102 moderate income occupations are licensed. 39 of 102 moderate income occupations are licensed. Maine is the 30th most burdensome licensing laws. Hmm. Maine is 33rd most extensively and onerously licensed state. That's a little scary. Why in the heck is that? Maine licenses 39 of the 102 low and middle income occupations studied. Residents seeking to enter these occupations can anticipate, on average, paying $206 in fees, losing 226 days to training requirements, and taking one exam, making Maine the 30th most burdensome licensing laws. Hmm. That's great. A few occupations face significantly more burdensome entry requirements in Maine than in other states. For example, log scalers who greater estimate the value of logs face no employment restrictions in any state except Maine and Idaho. Each requires two exams and Maine requires two years of experience. Similarly, Maine is one of only three states to license dietetic technicians. It requ- its requirements are also the most onerous, requiring applicants to obtain 835 days, which is over two years, of education and experience prior to licensure. Yeah, Maine's open for business as long as you buy a license, as long as you're controlled by the state, as long as you're regulated. Occupations like these, where other states appear to get by with no licensing or far lower burdens, are possible targets for reform. Other possibilities include occupations that appear overly burdensome to enter compared to others with a greater connection to health and safety. For instance... Maine makes it more difficult to become a makeup artist. Really? Skin care specialist or massage therapist than an emergency medical technician. Woo! EMTs need only 33 days of training compared to more than 100 for the other occupations. Okay, so a makeup artist, a skin care specialist, or a massage therapist needs over 100 days of training, but an EMT, you know the guys that, gals that uh, save your life, jump out of the, the ambulance, stuff a needle in your arm, and keep you alive? They only need 33 days of training. Because, you know, skin care specialists... Got to be a lot more careful. Maine has some screwed up things. Maine's a wonderful place to live. Don't get me wrong. Maine needs to be fixed, though. Maine needs to go back to its roots. Maine needs to think about... This is one of the things I just proposed to Mr. Brakey. 
Every time a bill is passed, you legislators need to repeal two of them. Two for one, every time a bill is passed, two need to be repealed. We need to reduce the burden on the people. Wake up, folks. Wakey, wakey. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What else? Okay. The um, Let's see. I'm going to go over here. Another. We're going to go. Uh, we're just going to skip around, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Got a... Um, Email from Dr. Betty Martini. Now, we haven't had her on in years, but she is the bulldog that attacks everything to do with aspartame. And uh, you can go and find some of this information. Uh, let me tell you what it is. WhileScienceSleeps.com or the other one is mpwhi.com forward slash complete Bessler B-E-S-S-L-E-R report PDF. And here's the concept. The FDA knew from the beginning that aspartame causes defects and never added a pregnancy warning even though there is free methyl alcohol, but a hideous crime. They sealed two studies that Jerome Bessler had published in his report having to do with birth defects. They have now been added back to the Bressler report, and you can find them at those places that I just told you. Dub, or, uh, let's see what it is. www.m pwhi.com forward slash complete Bessler report. You can find it there. You can also find the information at whilesciencesleeps.com. Very interesting information. Again, these things seem completely disconnected. But there are no coincidences This is all connected. They may not have gotten into a room at the Hilton in Battenbad, Germany, and decided they're going to do all these things. But even though it sounds conspiratorial, all it has to be is consensual consensus, the consensus is much more dangerous, much more comprehensive, much more of a big umbrella, if you will. The consensus is far more dangerous than the conspiracy. The consensus is They're doing that. Hmm. We'll do this. Hmm. Those guys are doing those things. Hmm. We'll do this. They know each other, but they don't actually have to conspire to cause a situation. They know how to do this. This has been going on for many years. And the conspiracy comes out of the fact that the consensus is in full throttle. Think about the way it works. Think critically. Think, be be a little critical in your thinking when you watch the news. Even, I'm telling you, I mean, you'll think I'm crazy, but even, uh, I've got kids in every age range there is, full-grown adults, little kids, whatever, grandkids, all that. It's in the kids' TV programming. If you sit and watch that stuff and think about it as an adult, think about the improvement. 
impressions that are being made, the subliminal, the not exactly said, the implied meanings that are being put into these kids' minds fit the agenda. It's everywhere from Saturday morning kid programs to CNN and Fox News. They're all exactly the same, slightly different spin. Which brings me to the next scary position. As much as I believe, some would stop, don't throw tomatoes. I don't want any tomatoes. As much as I believe that Mr. Trump is God's man for the season, I think we're in serious trouble. I don't think that we're all going to be real happy with Mr. Trump, even though I know we're going to be in great danger with the Hildebeest. I put a photograph on Facebook last week, and I'm telling you, this is a picture that I took, not a picture that I found in some crazy old file on the Internet. It says, it's a picture of the back of a man. It's a picture of his T-shirt. It's not a face picture. It's not recognizable. Be careful not to, I'm not trying to discredit the person. This picture was taken in Maine. This is a man carrying a firearm wearing a blue T-shirt and khaki pants. The T-shirt says, Department of Homeland Security in relatively small letters. In very large letters, it says police. There's darn little difference between Obama, Barry Sertoro's, police state, Hillary Rodham Clinton's police state, and Donald J. Trump's police state. A police state is a police state is a police state, folks. We need to be paying attention. Now, there's a lot on the Internet where Trump supposedly called for a federalized police force. Well, no, he, in fact, did not use that term. But he came darn close, and that makes me real nervous. He wants to be law and order. I'm all in favor of law and order, but I am not in favor of breaking the law. And there is no federal authority to be a federal police force. And we already have it. It will get worse with the Hildebeest. And I'm afraid it will get worse with Trump. The problem is, you see, many of us will say, rah, rah, I like the idea that Trump's going to restore law and order. Hmm. We cannot endorse unconstitutionality even when it feels good, even when it sounds good. By golly, even when it is good, because if you endorse an unconstitutional act when it is good, you will not be able to block the unconstitutional act when it is bad. Understand 
This is one of the big problems we have. The hardest, most difficult, most onerous, if you will, laws that have been passed in Maine are the ones that are good, which they did not have the authority to pass in the first place. Because once this becomes law, how do you argue against something that is good even though they did not have the authority to do it? And then you end up with trying to argue against something which is bad but they're using the same authority. We have got to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. We have to be smart about this. And you're going to have to wake up, folks. And you're going to have to get involved. This whole idea, and we're going to go, we're going to finish the uh, the show today, I think think we did the dangers of aspartame we did the internet uh oh um how shirtless where did it go where did it go where did it go how shirtless um is going to be in maine again uh where when um i thought i had it in front of me he's going to be in holton Oh, I lost it. Where'd it go? I just had it in front of me. Well, where is it under events? I know it's under events. How do I do that? How do I do that? Timeline, events. Where the heck is it? (laughs) Uh, Internet makes me crazy. Okay, I guess I'm not going to find it. Um, Here's what's going on. Hal Sertliff is coming up to talk about the U.N., um, UN exit, UN Amex, trying to get the UN out or the America out of the UN, and then the next day, Bruce Parliquin is going to be in Holton speaking about the um, border security. So, hmm, maybe the two are connected, and then apparently. In Madawaska, there's going to be a drill. Drill. Hmm. How many times have we talked about drills, folks? So just a couple of things to be um, keeping your eyes open for. There's uh, Hal Shirtliff on a Friday. I believe it is next Friday. Then there's Bruce Parliquin on Saturday. And uh, Madawaska a drill on the border crisis. Hmm. Maybe we need to show up in uh, Holton and uh, have a little chat with Mr. Parliquin, find out what he knows about what he knows about. Hmm? What do you think? Okay, we're going to do that. And uh, if anybody needs that information, feel free to contact me at nofda.com at gmail.com or Bob Roy at BobRoy at Juno.com. You can also connect with Hal Shirtliff, which isn't too difficult. He is at, I have no idea, find him on Facebook. What's his, uh, oh, I can tell you here in just a second. Where is it? Uh, Hal. Hal, Hal, Hal. Hal is... Shirtliff, S-H-U-R-T-L-E-F-F-H-A-L at AOL.com. That's S-H-U-R-T-L-E-F-F-H-A-L at AOL.com. And you can communicate with him directly. Okay? Okay. As we plow through some of this stuff, I wonder where... Where did that go? Hmm. Okay. I want to try this just one more time, see if it works, just for the heck of it. Where did 
Oh, there's another one. Oh, we got to do this. Okay, you guys know, I forgot to tell you this. Emily Kane is running for 2nd District Congress. Today, she posted something on Facebook. Hmm, it's a little strange. An awkward photo of herself in a plaid shirt, hunter orange vest, and a shotgun. Uh, she captioned the photo, uh, quote, our sporting traditions should be left to us. That's why Emily worked across the aisle to protect our rights and supported our constitutional right to hunt. Really? Thanks to blank for the great wing shooting lessons. Really? Emily worked across the aisle to protect our rights and supported our constitutional right to hunt. Oh, I'll be darned. I didn't know we had a constitutional right to hunt. I just thought we had rights protected by the Constitution. I've read that Constitution a couple of times. I didn't see any place in there where it said to hunt. Wow, that's a pretty weird post. Actual Maine gun owners responded immediately, informing the confused candidate that the Constitution does not contain a right to hunt. Undeterred, Miss Kane clarified, saying that this was referring to the Maine Constitution. Really? The main Constitution? I wonder if she's ever read it. Now, she's a nice lady. And I think she actually means well. But she's very, very wrong. Because the main Constitution, Article 1, Section 16, says, People have the right to keep and bear arms. And this right shall never be questioned. Right twice. Never questioned. Hello, lady. Wake up. Better read something. Again, real gun owners explain to her the, U- the U.S. Constitution, nor the Maine Constitution, contains any such language. Emily Kane's record on gun rights is clear. She has voted in favor of gun control in the past and has indicated she would vote for more gun control in the future. She has a degrade from both Gun Owners of Maine and the NRA. Her Facebook posting is a transparent attempt to deceive those who are unfamiliar with her record and her statements into falsely believing she is an advocate of gun rights. Yet her own bumbling statements and ridiculous faux hunting costume for a hot August day shooting practice makes it clear she is no such thing. Wake up, folks. And in reference to this, this is a relatively, uh, this is talking about the ballot initiatives coming up in November, question three. Well, ballot initiatives are no on one, two, three, four, and five, primarily because they're unconstitutional. And kudos to Governor LePage, in his town hall meeting last, uh, he came out and said very strongly that the people's referendum, the ballot questions, are all bad. No vote is encouraged on one, two, three, four, and five. But he neglected to inform the public that was there, they wouldn't have accepted it anyway by and large, except for a few people, that the entire process is flawed and they've got us wasting our energy and wasting our resources fighting outside influences that are buying your votes, that are buying laws, Because in 1976, through sleight of hand, the Maine legislature passed the People's Referendum Process, which is Section 18 of Article 
four part third, I believe, which effectively changed our form of government from a republic, which is guaranteed by the federal constitution, the United States Constitution, that each state shall be guaranteed a republican form of government. And Maine, in its wisdom, trying to make our constitution better, right, changed us from a Republican form of government into a democracy, direct democracy, mob rule, where 51% of the population purchased by someone like Bloomberg can take away the rights of 49% of the population who have no voice. Welcome to the real world. I hate it. We need to fight this. I wish the governor would come out strongly against this and put some emergency legislation in to block any further people's referendums from coming to the Secretary of State until this thing is repealed, until it goes to the Supreme Court, which unfortunately is crooked as heck anyway. But he did come out very strongly, and in fact he said apparently that if the ballot initiative number three, question three, were to pass, he would not enforce it. Very interesting. That brings up another thing. You can't do it that way, Governor. You can fail to sign it. You can shine the spotlight on the error of it. But as the chief executive, you either have to take and use the proper supreme authority of the executive position, or you have to allow it to go. You don't have the option to simply ignore it. It doesn't work that way. So sorry. Oh, let me just check a comment here and there and see what else is going on. Okay, we're out of that. Okay, I'm going to finish up with uh, part of a recent letter from Chuck Baldwin. Uh, I was trying to see if there's anything in there. Guest four. Guest four. Hi, guest four. On a normal day, we would be checking in and out with the folks in the chat room because in the chat room, when you walk in, work in, sign in the talk show, you can have chat with the folks that are in there. You can leave messages, share URLs, uh, websites, and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Chuck Baldwin comes across this obsession with Bible prophecy. The devil loves it. Very interesting, very interesting viewpoint. Uh, I share much of this viewpoint. Christians of all stripes and persuasions believe in the return of Christ. Nuances of prophetic interpretation notwithstanding. Furthermore, personal interpretations of prophecy are not fundamental to our salvation or our service to God. One will find faithful and unfaithful believers at every point along the prophecy spectrum. That said, after more than four decades of pastoring, is my firm conviction. This is Chuck Baldwin at newswithviews.com. You can find it there. Please go and read it for yourself. But this is his words. That the obsession with Bible prophecy demonstrated by a host of professing Christians today is one of our country's biggest problems. On the whole, obsession with prophecy either takes those obsessed completely out of the freedom fight or it actually puts them on the side of those who are trying to usurp our liberties. Interesting thought process. For some, especially those who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, Prophecy has mostly turned them into indifferent, apathetic facilitators of tyranny. They say things like, this is all predicated or all predicted in the Bible, so there's nothing we can do about it. Hmm. Or, Jesus is coming soon, and I won't be around to see it, 
so I'm not worried about it. Or, since this is all part of prophecy, we should not even try to resist, because to resist is to interfere with God. And other similar nonsensical, asinine statements. Uh, I've dropped down here a little bit. People have been interpreting Bible property to suit their own fantasies for over 2,000 years. The fact is, no one knows exactly how, when the events surrounding Christ's return will take place. No one. I don't care how smart and knowledgeable they are on the subject, they don't know. But in the meantime, their inflated opinions of their own brilliance mostly serve to make them totally indifferent to the loss of liberty or even actively supportive of forces that are trying to usurp our God-given liberties. Either way, freedom loses. Hmm. Very interesting. The first question the disciples asked our Lord after his resurrection from the dead concerned prophecy. Quote, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? That's uh, from Acts 1.6. Look carefully at Christ's response to them. Think about this. <coughs> it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, Acts 1.7. You get it? It's not for you to know. Students of the scriptures have been studying end-time prophecy since the completion of the canon. We could assemble the most brilliant apologists in the world for various interpretations of Bible prophecy and let them present the reasons for their interpretations. And each of them would be able to present a very coherent and convincing scriptural case for their position. And in fact is, the best of any of them might be doing would be making a studied, educated guess at how it might happen. Hmm. Regardless of one's private interpretation of prophecy, our duty as Christians is the same. We are to take care of business. We are to tend to our family business, our vocational business, our spiritual business, our community business, our national business, etc. Until he comes... We have a divine mandate to take care of business. Premillennial, postmillennial, amillennial, pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation, complete rapture, partial rapture, no rapture, dispensationalism. When it comes to our duty to take care of business, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, the preoccupation obsession with Bible prophecy has diverted many people's attention away from the business at hand. So many, many Christians have become so heavenly-minded that they are no earthly good. Pastors and preachers are mostly to blame. They spiritualize everything to the point that they have rendered the scriptures of no practical relevance whatsoever. Hmm. To talk to the average Christian about his or her duty to their country and they immediately zone out into a trance and start regurgitating hackneyed cliches about how God's in control. We're not supposed to be concerned about it because it's not a spiritual issue or how they're going to be raptured to heaven and escape all the bad stuff. Furthermore, to the average pastor, duty to country amounts to nothing more than some nonsensical drivel about mindless submission to government. Seems most pastors... Government is God. Romans 13 is the only scripture they know how to cite, and they grossly misinterpret it. To most pastors, the story of Daniel, the three Hebrew children, the judges of Israel, David and Saul, Christ and the Pharisees, the early church, and the Judaizers, etc., are of no practical consequences to today's life. So the short version is, in many pulpits all over America, people... Pastors lead their churches in celebrating Independence Day on or around July 4th. They wave the flag, sing patriot songs, get up and talk about how thankful they are to live in a free nation. Wait a minute. This country they're celebrating is a nation birthed in rebellion. If these pastors believe our founders were unjustified before God in fighting that war for independence, how dare they turn around and celebrate the victory of an act they claim to find sinful? Hmm, hypocrisy. 
So if all government is instituted by God, according to Paul in Romans 13, and we're to obey, obey all authority, then he was in a Roman prison telling us not to do what he did by committing civil disobedience to get locked up in a Roman prison. Does that make any sense at all to you? If there's a problem in America today, today of any kind, look to the pulpit. If that offends you, Pastor, let's talk. Sorry, but that's the reality. If there's a problem in America today, look to the pulpit. The pulpit is deficient. The pulpit is impotent. The church is impotent. Wake up, folks. Time's short. Whether it's end times or just America, time is short. Time to wake up. Smell the roses or smell the other stuff. I think it smells like poop. Don't forget, as I said before, if you don't support us, at least support the radio station. Find a radio station wherever you are to support. We're going to need on air, over the air, transmitted radio when this devil's work internet goes down the tubes. When the Antichrist comes on in the morning and says, Hey, good morning. You're going to need to switch to something else. It won't be there if we don't support it. Just like the folks that support our little radio programs here, the Natural Living Center in Bangor, John Caven, Countywide Vacuum, uh, County Co-op, your buying club for the county, and a few others here and there. you got to support the radio station. you got to support radio stations. Buy some advertising. It's not expensive, and it helps. Every little bit helps. We're talking about a few bucks here and there. Speaking of that, <laughs> we could use a few extra bucks once in a while, too. It costs money to go places and do things, and it eats up time. So we'll take whatever we can get. We are completely listener-supported, as you can possibly imagine, but we are not government-funded. Yeehaw. So, Natural Living Center, the great big health food store in Bangor. Wonderful place. I can smell the coffee and fresh muffins from here. Great spot on Longview Drive in Bangor. You can give them a call at 207-990-2646. 207-990-2646. Natural Living Center, huge health food store in Bangor, Maine. They ship stuff all over the country. Don't expect to send a 50-pound bag of rice, but supplements, all kinds of specialty items, ship them all over the country, actually ship them all over the world. We've shipped stuff to South Africa and Ireland and all kinds of places that I know of. So you can give them a call. They will accommodate you, and they have knowledgeable people on staff to work with you and help you make decisions. And, again, 990-2646 in area code 207. And if you're physically in Aroostook County, take your vacuum cleaner to John Caven. He's right in Caribou at Countywide Vacuum. If you need bags or little tiny parts and belts and stuff, give him a call. Have your information available on your machine, and he'll send it to you any place in the country. Great guy to talk to. You'll love the conversation. John Caven, Countywide Vacuum, 207-492-1492. 207-492-1492. 1492 John Caven Countywide Vacuum Natural Living Center and County Co-op, your buying club for Roostick County. If you're in the county and you want to save some money and stock up on some stuff, give them a call, 207-694-0721. 207-694-0721, County Co-op, your buying club for Roostick County. Have a great day. We'll see you on the radio, folks. Stay tuned for Roger Eck, the Northern Maine landman on the Constitutional Radio Network, Conscience of Maine. WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle.